Hey gentlemen, this is Robert Nolan. Welcome to the Sword and Shield Devotionals for Men. Today I want to talk about something that's very current and very pertinent in my life. There's a, I'm walking through a circumstance, a situation involving some other people, and there's, there's decisions to be made, and everybody's trying to make the right decision and trying to allow for other people and all those things. And just in praying about that in the last couple of days and, and reading scripture, God began to speak to me this morning uh, about some, some things toward me in regards to uh, my approach to this, what I'm to do and involved to, to this in involving this circumstance. But I realize that a lot of what he's speaking to me is obviously translatable and relatable to, to all of us uh, as people, but I'm obviously speaking directly to men through this podcast. I think this is something that's transferable to you and hopefully will help you as well. And what I kind of am getting out of this circumstance here, what I want to talk about specifically is relational versus transactional. I've talked about this before. Uh, I've done this in my devotional, but I, I love taking um, two different topics that are connected, but they're not, and and doing a verses against them, like showing this versus this. And I think that's really helpful in us in simplifying some things and being practical about some things in our life. So today, it's it's relational versus transactional. Whatever you do for a living involves transactions. That's what it is. You're you're doing something because you're trying to make a living. You're trying to make money. So you're creating transactions so that you can have transactions. That's what, that's what we're constantly doing. That's what the marketplace is. That's what business is. That's what it's all about. Yet we live, and ultimately in who we are and, and how God created us, we live in relationship. So those transactions and those relationships are constantly interacting. Now, we have people who live on a completely transactional level in almost everything that they do. We also have people who live only on a relational level, and they hardly ever want to be involved ever in transactions. The The trick is in this world, there's got to be a mix. And so while some of the things I'm going to point out that you can be kind of good versus evil, I also want to do an overview here to understand that we have to be involved in transactions, but it's how we're involved in transactions that is so critical to how we do things um, because of especially how God made us and how he wired us. And then once we are Christ followers, what we are to be doing in using um, our own skills and crafts and, and gifts and all that he's given us in this whole world of being relational involving transactions. So let's go all the way back to the garden and take a look at the garden. So there's Adam and Eve and there's God and there's the animals and there's there's crops and there's all the things that's going on there prior to sin. It's completely relational. It's not transactional. Are they working? Evidently they did. Are are they interacting with animals and with the with the food source and and growing things? Yes, they are, but it's really all out of a fellowship, out of a partnership with God. It's relational. Satan comes along and essentially offers the transaction. Um, and he just wants something to happen to benefit him. And he draws Adam and Eve into uh, the transaction. And then that affects the relationship forever with all of mankind. And so that occurred in the garden. So, so relational moved into transactional, which affected the relational. So that occurred. So we move forward to Exodus 20. And I'm just going to quickly run through the Ten Commandments. And I know you know them, but I want to take them through this filter here real quickly. Number one, God says, okay, here's my Ten Commandments. Don't have another God before me. Don't, don't have any other God but me. All right, that's completely relational. That's not transactional at all. Number two, he says, don't make an idol of any kind of image or anything for yourself. Well, what he's saying is don't make, don't create a transaction 
to interfere with the relationship with me. So he's telling them, don't, don't, don't have idols, don't have images, don't have any of that. Don't put anything before me. Keep the relationship with me first. Next, don't misuse my name. Um, his name is who he is. It's connected to him. Don't do that. That's, that's again, that's affecting relationship. So those first three are all about our relationship with God. It's not transactional at all. It's relational. But we move into the this fourth one, talking about the Sabbath. Now, the Sabbath and keeping it holy, keeping it what God intended, involves us and our relationship with ourselves. It involves our relationship with other people and it involves our relationship with God. So there's almost this merge here between not just us and God, but us with ourselves, us with other people, and us with God in what he desires for the Sabbath. Then he moves completely into horizontal relationships and and what we're to do there. So he says, honor your father and mother. That's relational. Like the people who made you, honor them. Um, then, then murder. He's saying basically love life, value relationships to the point that you don't harm anyone. You certainly don't kill anyone. Don't commit adultery. If the ultimate relationship that God ordains for for us on earth is a marriage between a man and a woman, then he's saying don't violate that. Don't harm that relationship with some stupid transaction, which is what adultery ends up being the vast majority of the time. There may be an emotional thing, but it really is transactional if you think about it. It interrupts the ultimate relationship God has in store, what he intends. We move to stealing. It's a transaction. I, I want something, I take it. That's a transaction. There's no relationship there. You know, people all the time on the news, you'll see a burglar broke into somewhere and stole some things that were very important to someone. Well, them it's just a transaction. I need money. I think this is valuable. But you hear the person say they took things that were very, very valuable to me because there was a relationship involved with those things because usually of how they're connected to someone else. Next, don't give false uh, testimony against your neighbor. Don't covet your neighbor's house, his wife, his stuff on any level. Once again, keep relationships first, not transactions. So we see it in the Ten Commandments there. God's just challenging us, telling us what he desires is to focus on relationship with him, relationship with other people. And obviously that affects relationship with ourselves and how we feel about ourselves and, and who we are. Now let's fast forward to the New Testament. Jesus is challenged by the Pharisees and Sadducees like, hey, what's the greatest commandment? Trying to pin, pin him, to pit him against himself, against them. And he basically says, let me sum this up. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's really what they're all saying. And that is what they're all saying. But he summed it up to the point of saying, first focus on God and the relationship with him, then focus on your relationship with other people. And then lastly, and we often leave this out, as yourself, meaning this all connects to your relationship with yourself, who you, how you feel about yourself, who you are, how, you're, how you view yourself. There was nothing in what Jesus said that involved a transaction. It was all about relationship and what he talked about. Now, let's think about what occurs whenever God comes to us to speak to us, to bless us, to share anything with us, to interact with us on any level. That is always about relationship. It's never about anything else. I know what we can tend to do with God and out of our, our, our wrong paradigms and our, our incorrect paradigms. We make it like he just wants me to do something. See, what we do out of our sin and out of our wrong image of God is we try to make him about a transaction when it's all about the relationship. Now, turn that. Think about when an enemy comes to you, whispers in your ear what he wants you to do on whatever level, whatever sin that may be. That's all about a transaction. 
He doesn't care about us. He doesn't care about a relationship with us. He doesn't care about our relationship with any person. He wants to harm those things. He wants to hurt those things. So he tempts to do a transaction that will harm relationships. So here we see it really clear and very blatant how God comes to us and how the enemy comes to us. Now, let's go into the marketplace. Let's talk about business here for a second. Think for a moment about whoever you think has the most awesome customer service. Likely, if you think about that and you think about the interactions that have caused you to think someone has the most awesome customer service, they what they're doing is they're making you feel relational toward them. They're, they're creating a connection like, hey, I really care about the problem you're having. I really care about your interaction with our product. I really care that this return is easy or whatever is going on. It really may be about a transaction, but the best customer service always comes by you sensing there's a care about the relationship. Um, t- think about salespeople. The best salesmen are usually the people that aren't that don't make you feel like they're selling you. Or they're just after the transaction. They're the people who you like. Hey, I really like this guy. Well, what is that? That's a relationship. Um, okay, let's think about a completely uh, negative one. What is prostitution? Prostitution is a sexual transaction. That is all it is. Now, it's interesting to read the articles, and they're, they're, they come out periodically, where someone will go and interview prostitutes, and they'll say, so often there's always a certain percentage of men who will come to them, they'll they'll make the transaction, they'll lay down the money, but all they'll do is talk. They just want a woman to listen to them. So it not it interesting that they'll create a transaction to try to have a moment of relationship, even though it's wrong, even though it's false, even though it's not real. But the bottom line is we can even make something that God created that is, is pure and as worshipful and as holy as sex into a translation a transaction that has nothing to do with relationship. Um, several years ago, I um, w- worked for a ministry, and during a certain season of the year, we had a large event. It was a global event, and we sold various resources connected to the event. And there was this one particular item that was a small item. It was a really inexpensive item, and so we sold those things by uh, we we would you know we would order and sell a couple hundred thousand of these little things. And so obviously the company that created those for us and the salespeople loved us because it was lots of transaction and it turned into a lot of money for them. And so just even out of a, maybe a six or a six week to eight week window, we would become one of their top 10 or top five customers in the world because of the volume we would do in that time. Well, this one particular guy, uh, his name was Bill. He was a salesman, and so I was the person who was always creating the orders and doing the buying, and and I would call Bill up, and I would say, hey, Bill, we need to order another 10000 another 20000 like whatever it is. Bill always handled things so well, was such a great guy to work with and deal with. He never made me feel transactional. He always made me feel like he cared. And, you know, you never know if someone, when it comes to business, if they really care. But here's what happened. One day off season, not at all the time that we're buying or ordering anything, Bill calls me. He says, hey, Robert, just wanted you to know that I've gotten a job offer and it's a really good one. So I'm leaving the company. I won't be dealing with you anymore. I'm going over to do something else. I'm like, well, hey, man, I, I really like you. Like, what are, 
what is it that you're going to be doing? Go, well, I'm going to be selling, you know, these huge concrete fountains that are in front of large businesses and museums and things like that. And he goes, well, I'm going to sell those. So obviously you don't sell a lot, but when you sell them, they're big. And so that's what I'm going to be doing. Like we kind of laugh, like, well, I'm not going to be needing one of those. So I say, Hey man, thanks. Really enjoyed dealing with you and, and all of that, which is really cool that he made the call to me. I really appreciated that. And to knowing that, Hey, you're about to be dealing with somebody else soon, whenever you get back into this event again. Well, a couple of months went by. One day I'm in my office and the receptionist buzzes me and says, I have a visitor. I go up the front. It's Bill. I go, hey, man, how are you doing? He goes, you know, I was in I was in the Metroplex because we lived in Texas at that time. I was in the Metroplex and um, I saw that I'm, you know, I was only a few miles from you and I just want to come by and see you. And I said, man, I said, that's really interesting. I said, you know, I can't buy what you're selling. He goes, Hey man, it's not about that. I just always enjoyed you. always enjoyed talking and visiting with you and you always dealt with me so well. And so I just, uh, I just thought, you know, if there's a way that I can still run down here and say hi and we can visit for a few minutes. Um, I wanted to do that, which obviously I was, I was great to do because he was a great guy. But once again, what happened? We went from transactional to relational and, but it occurred through the right kind of relationships doing the transactions. Which brings me to wrapping this up. When you think about your roles as husband, as a dad, as a friend, as, as a business person, wherever you at, if you are a Christ follower, yes, we are all going to have to deal with transactions. But what we cannot do is we can't divorce relationship from transaction if we're going to be Christ followers. We've got to realize that the most important thing that God expects of us, what He desires of us, what He commands us, is to put relationship first. Now, obviously, there are people out there that sometimes will be so relational that they end up doing bad business. And we are not talking about that. But we are talking about doing whatever we can as Christ followers to be the best witness we can to make sure that we are not forgetting that the person on the other end of the transaction is real. They're a person. They have feelings. They have a life. And and there's a relationship there that we have to communicate to understand that we're doing a transaction, but I care about people. And you think about it, whenever you do business, who are your favorite people to do business with or whatever, generally those are the people that you know that care about people. They're not just after a transaction. So I know sometimes there's believers out there that say like, hey, I'll go to church and hey, I'll, I'll say I love God and I'll read my Bible and I'll pray. But man, when I hit the when I hit the business at nine o'clock on Monday morning, I'm after the transactions no matter what. Well, there's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with it when when our faith doesn't translate into the marketplace. When we decide suddenly, forget relationship, this is all about a transaction. Essentially, what we kind of do at that point is become prostitutes because we're just after some sort of a gratification through a transaction. And that's just never right for a Christ follower. So, I want to just close up by asking you, think through your life and your circles and the people you touch and the relationships you have and the accounts you call on, the the business activity that you do. Is there somewhere, is there a person, is there an area that God would say to you, hey man, you're just way too transactional here. I need you to really come my way and understand the importance of relationship. And the last thing I'll say is this. Uh, just like we talked about in the garden in the very beginning, it was all about relationship. The only thing we are going to take to heaven that I can see through scripture is relationships. There's no transaction 
that's going to be involved that there that happened here, except for when we made the decision to allow the Lord to become the Lord of our lives, which is all really, it's about a relationship. So I want you to think through your life. I want you to ask yourself these questions. This isn't supposed to ever supposed to be a guilt thing. It's really more of an encouragement to say, um, how can we be better Christ followers? How can we be stronger men of God? Where are we making something totally transactional that God really desires a relationship? Because the stories that are the coolest stories are the ones I told about my, my, my sales guy, Bill, who you realize there's a relationship there. And isn't it cool? And the, the stories I love to hear is guys who kick butt in the marketplace. They're awesome at their jobs and what they do. But then you also hear the stories of how when somebody who was a client is hurting or they had a death in their family or whatever, they talked to the person because they knew who they were. They knew they were men of integrity. They knew how to, they had a relationship with Christ. And all of a sudden, they know where to go when there's a relational need. And it's so cool when you hear of guys like that who lead people to Christ because ultimately they know, I've got to make a living. I've got to be in the marketplace. But God is first. God is always who I'm ultimately representing, not even my company, not even my product. It's God. Guys, I hope this look at transactional versus relational uh, relational has helped you as much as it helped me today to think this through and really look at our lives through that filter. And so now, guys, go get them. Hey, gentlemen, just a quick note. If you're involved in a men's small group or a men's ministry at all, um, I have written discussion questions for my new book, Believe, Become, Be, Becoming the Man God Believes You Can Be. And they are posted online, free for the taking. You can go to beliefbecomebe.com, scroll down, and there's a button underneath the reflection tab where you can uh, look at and download the, the questions. I did 10 questions for every chapter. You can read through them. You can, you can only use two. You can use all 10, whatever you want. But the bottom line is we created those and placed them there so that you can engage with the book, with your, with your small groups, with guys in your small groups, with your men's ministry to discuss the chapters as you read through and go through. So I hope those kind of resources are helpful for you to, to grow as in your relationship with Christ and also to engage with uh, with the books and things that I create. So believebecomebe.com, scroll down to underneath the reflection tab, and you can download the discussion questions there. Thanks a lot.